0: host of Punky Power, on unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Oh, how's everyone doing today? It's Thursday. The weekend is almost here. Finally. Ugh. Let me tell you, Tuesday was crazy at my job. I It was so hot, I could barely move. Um, other than that, um, just feeling a down, you know, Punky Power, the podcast is going to be ending at the end of June, and it's just been a wild ride, a year and a half on this podcast, and, like, you know, I honestly couldn't have done this without you, my listeners, thank you so much, I know, I, I thank you guys so, so much, because this just, I love what I'm doing, and I love that I get to continue this with Silver Spoons and everything, and I hope that you know, you guys will follow me under that podcast if you're if silver spoons isn't your thing. That's not a big deal. But all right, how about we jump into season four, episode six of Punky Brewster entitled "Passed Away at Punky's Place," which aired on May fourth, nineteen eighty-eight. Punky and Cherry believe that a man has died at Punky's place when a news Papers Restaurant Critic Eats There, they fear that this will hurt the restaurant's reputation. Well, yes, it probably would, but I haven't seen this, so let's find out. All right, well, this episode was directed by Judy Elterman, and its writers were David Duklin and Mike Marmer. Mike Marmer wrote four episodes for Punky Brewster. He also passed away in 2002, so R.I.P., In Season 3, he wrote Help Wanted, which was towards the end of Season 3. In Season 4, he wrote Brandon's Commercial, which was the last episode I covered. He wrote This Episode, Passed Away at Punky's Place, and Radio Days, which is Season 4, Episode 10. Alright, so we open up in the apartment. Looks like Punky is just getting back from somewhere, and Brandon is... Sitting on the floor, uh, waiting to welcome her home. Brandon, I notice, has got some different colored bandanas. Usually he has the, um, the teal bandana and the lavender colored bandana, but this time he's got, um, it's kind of like, um, a mixture of red and pale yellow. It's still pretty cool. Okay, Punky's, uh... She just got home from school. Okay, she said she cut through the park. So she mentions to Brandon, hey, I saw that cute beagle that you like, which of course sets him off. He starts by- barking excitedly. And she's like, eh, yeah, but I saw her there with the big Doberman. Oh, sorry, Brandon. Better luck next time, buddy. Poor dejected Brandon. <laughs> He's so sad. You'll find your lady friend one day. In fact, you'll find her at the end of this season, and you'll get married. Spoiler alert. Series finale. So, Betty comes in, and she's like, Oh, I'm glad you're home, Punky. Uh, Henry just had to go to Detroit, because Punky was just talking to Brandon. And he, in her mind, said Detroit, but then something about a toaster oven. I want to play this clip. I just love Brandon's interactions.
1: I guess don't feel
0: So I got to ask this cuz throughout the show occasionally Punky has come home to an empty apartment Would you consider Punky a latchkey kid I mean, she doesn't come home to an empty apartment all the time, I don't believe, but she has left there a bit. But the thing is, you know, like, Mrs. Johnson's there to say, hey, uh, Henry's out of town. He's in Detroit. You're going to go stay with me and Cherry upstairs in my apartment. Do we get to see the apartment? I know we get to see it in Aunt Larnice. Is coming to town, which is, that episode's coming up, so we do get to see her apartment, but I don't think we've seen it before that. Do you know, I totally forgot to mention, I was thinking about that the other day. Remember the girls going to camp? Henry wasn't even in that episode. Punky just had a phone conversation with him, and that was that. I wonder if that's how that's how this episode's going to be. Because Punky's just got a phone call from Henry. Okay, so Henry rented a truck, I guess to get a pizza oven, probably for Punky's place. Couldn't he have used some of the money that he got? I mean, not just for the restaurant, but all the stuff that you would need? You'd think he would have gotten, unless he's getting a second pizza oven. So, Betty takes the phone from Punky and just says, you know, why couldn't you have just had the pizza oven delivered? And Henry's like, I don't know, and Betty's like, I, I know you're not made out of money. And she mentions something about a truck stop or some type of place where he can sleep for the night. And Henry's like, he's going to sleep in the truck. Oh, um, no, Henry, buddy, no, don't sleep in the truck. That is dangerous. That is so dangerous. Plus, he doesn't have Brandon with him as a watchdog. I thought that's why some truckers do have dogs with them so that way when they stop off, you know, to take a break or, you know, catch some shut-eye or something, they have a dog with them so that way they're there to protect them in case someone were to try to break into the rig. So Henry's a little upset. He's bummed that, you know, he's got to close the restaurant for a day because, you know, and he's upset. You know, that's lost money, lost income, lost revenue... And so, Punky, I think, takes it upon herself that she and Cherry can run it themselves. Wouldn't they have another person there cooking the food? They gotta have another person. Those girls are... I mean, it's cool that they're helping out and stuff, but you can't open the... I don't know. So, Punky and Cherry are in Punky's bedroom. Brandon's getting packed for the night. Punky's getting packed for the night to go upstairs, so... Uh, Cherry's reading a magazine, one of those teen magazines about Michael J. Fox, that says his favorite color is red, and I'm like, me too, that's my favorite color, and he and I are right around the same height, I'm 5'2", and he's 5'1", or 2, I'm not sure. So, Punky's putting her winter coat on, is that a winter coat, maybe it's a spring jacket, and even Cherry's looking at her like, Punky, why are you putting your coat on? We're just going upstairs to go to sleep. So I want to play this clip here as Punky explains to Cherry about her plan to keep the restaurant open for a day while Henry's not there. Why are you putting that on? going to- does take a lot of convincing. You know, as Punky's like, hey, Henry's driving all night with a pizza oven. Well, don't you think it'd be great if he came back to, uh, you know, f- with a, uh, what did she say? Uh, full of, something full of receipts. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I really, really don't think about, I mean, cause they're supposed to be heading upstairs and... Cherry's like, well, we're not gonna get this past my grandma. She's not gonna let us go. Which, no, she wouldn't. So a Cherry, Punky's like, all right, well, how about this? We just say we're going to Margo's to do homework and stuff. Like, oh my goodness, girls. Uh, Punky, this is this in its mind. They're planning on do this. This is in the evening, right? That is so dangerous. You girls are 11 years old. Anybody could come into that restaurant, see that you're by yourselves, rob the place, and assault you. I, I get your heart. Your heart's in the right place, Punky. I, I that That's awesome that you want to help out. I get it. But you are putting yourself and your friend in a very, very dangerous situation. Not to mention, Betty's not even going to know where the heck you are. She's going to think you're at Margo's, but... She is able to convince Cherry, because Cherry's like, last time you snapped your fingers and raised your eyebrows, I got grounded for a month. And Punky's like, it's not going to be like that this time. And I guess even Cherry says that she's a lousy cook. I I thought she, I was under the impression that she she was a pretty decent cook. I mean, she can make hamburgers and hot dogs. I mean, that's something, right? I mean, it's more than just making cereal. And making toast. If she can fry up some fries, you're all good. So, they're at Punky's place in their uniforms. And there is, right by Cherry, there's this, um, display. It looks like carrots. Like, little individual, um, things for, uh, carrots. Um, another next to it is... Like, almost like a Lazy Susan type thing, but it's really, you know, Punky's place is really colorful and everything. So, it's, a, well, no, what's the word I'm looking for? like a, It's like a buffet of, like, vegetables. You got carrots, you got, I think there's pickles there. I'm not sure about the others. But, Cherry's just freaking out. She I don't know about this. And she's still freaking out when they're there at the restaurant. And Punky's like, just, 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 we have more people coming. Just chill. It's cool. So, an older gentleman comes down with this very nice, attractive-looking young woman. And is like, oh, this looks like a nice place to get something to eat. And Punky tells Cherry to whip up that mystery sauce. I wonder what that mystery sauce is. I bet it could be good. Oh, my gosh. This guy's like, hey, how about a nice uh, booth over here, away from the window and the door. This guy is having an affair because this woman's like, oh, yeah, how about the roof? That way your wife can see or something. Like, oh, my gosh. Why are you using such a nice place for your rendezvous? Of course, Punky's like, oh, here you go, sir. Here's a nice table for you and your daughter. And he's like, she's not my daughter. Like, uh, your wife? She's not my wife. Uh, okay. (laughs) Well, she says, I'm not his wife. Like, uh, okay. So, Punky is trying to get a word in edgewise to the this uh, adulterous couple. And she's like, hey, how about some fry or some uh, hamburgers with fries and uh, hamburger with mystery sauce? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Make two of them for us. And this guy comes in and says, hey, do you got a phone around here? And Punky's like, I hope you're hungry. And he's like, I'm not, but my car is. It's out of gas. And Punky's like, take a hike. And he looks at her like, what? And she's like, oh, I mean, the phone. It's over on the right. (laughs) So we hear from the adulterous couple, the woman, saying the guy's name something Pickles, who is a restaurant critic. His last name is Pickles. Any relation to the Rugrats people? I know they're Tommy Pickles. I don't know what the dad... D, was the mom's name Dee Dee? Dee Dee Pickles? I don't know what the dad's name was. So I want to play this clip as Punky's telling Cherry that Elmo or Elmer Pickles is here, the restaurant critic. So they got to make everything super special. Elmer Pickles, the
2: restaurant
1: critic, just walked in. Really? I didn't think my was that good. I'd like to place. Maybe-
0: Okay, and really over this guy and his, uh, mistress here. Come on. And I hate the fact that he brings up that he's temporarily married. Like, it's a a barrier in the way of him being with this woman completely. Come on. And this lady... You know he's married. Come on. What are you doing? The guy is a sleazeball. He's got one of those pinky rings. He's got a gold wristwatch. Just <laughs> Okay, well, this is going to be an interesting um, thing. Although I don't really like this little plot here with the adulterer, they bring up something that is very important to pay attention to because it continues throughout the episode she says why do you keep falling asleep on me and he says i have this little thing called narcolepsy so that is a key thing pay attention to that because that of course is coming back so she says you know because he just fell asleep for a minute and she smacks him across the face and he wakes up and she's like that's it I, I don't want to continue this relationship. I don't want to see you anymore. He's like, oh my god, my hearing aid just went dead. Can you repeat that? She's like, I don't want to see you anymore. Like, good. Get out of this relationship. Whatever it is, get, a, you can d- find a man who isn't married. So, I almost said I forgot his um, Pickles, Mr. Pickles. I'll call him Mr. Pickles um i guess that phone is in another room because he unless he's coming out of a bathroom but he gets ready to leave because you know the auto club's coming to help you know take care of his car and punky of course he's very persistent like oh you cannot leave without trying the hamburger with the mystery sauce as she puts on this french accent and um he he kind of folds his arms across his chest like oh I shouldn't, huh? Oh, well. So I want to play this clip. She is very persistent. It's like, I like that she's persistent. That's great. But he's in a hurry, so I don't know how that's going to affect his If he even decides to review your place. I mean, he's there to use a phone. He's not there to eat. But Punky can be convincing. We've seen her in past episodes. She can be very convincing when she wants to get someone to do something.
2: Leaving like place. <laughs> May we? Uh, the automobile
1: truck is on the way. Contre. You must not leave without trying to chef Chariz Amoguer with the mystery sauce.
2: Must I?
1: Gourmet food lovers, cross the burning desert, brave the stormy seas, fly through the eye of a hurricane, just eat, as they say in France. Here. <laughs> Restaurant critics who give us wonderful reviews. Please, Mr. Pickles.
2: Ah, uh, you recognized me. That's one of the prices of fame, I suppose. <laughs> Go ahead, rave about my column.
1: Oh, it's so <laughs> yummy. Absolutely. Uh, never stuff my face with that chicken with you first.
2: Uh, you're very charming and uh, very persuasive. suppose I could have a little munch while I wait for my gasoline. And service aren't up to par. I could flatten this place like a crap.
1: <coughs> don't worry, you won't get any crap here. We've got the best food and wicked service in town.
2: like the ambiance.
1: Oh, our food is very healthy. You're-
0: So, Punky is very persuasive. You know, she comments his his column. She says, I don't eat anything without checking your review first. I, I don't really look at, um, when it comes to, like, reviews on certain foods, like, When Jeremy and I go on a trip somewhere, um, I go to the website called TripAdvisor, and I kind of see, like, okay, this is where we're staying. I want to check the restaurants in the area. I will check the reviews of people that eat there, the pictures, just what they say, not only on the food, but the service as well. So that is just a big indicator. Like, when we went to Mackinac, I kind of checked with some places. So... But he does want the hamburger with the mystery sauce. That is what he orders. And, of course, as Punky's heading back to the kitchen. um, Ralph, I think his name is, the adulterer, says, Hey, can you uh, take one of those hamburgers off the order? And Punky's like, Ah, she dumped you, did she? Yeah, well, I kind of figured. So, Punky hits the kitchen, Cherry gives her the order, and she gives one to Mr. Pickles, since it was an order for two originally, now he just wanted the one. So, Punky's like, easy peasy, I'll just give one of these to Mr. Pickles. Simple. So, uh, the critic reviewer wants a fresh tomato. Punky's like, "Uh, don't sweat it, I'll grab you one from the back. Totally fresh. And he was really impressed with the fast service, and, you know, that's Punky. quick thinking on her feet. You know, since that order, you know, only needed one, and it was an extra, like, boop. Simple enough. So she goes up to Ralph, the narcoleptic, and he is, boom, he's out. Like a light. And, of course, Punky thinks he's dead. Weird. I'm going to play this clip, though. Caught the eye of the other restaurant patrons, patrons, as they stand up and they're kind of starting to like wonder what's going on with that guy. Punky's like, oh, it's 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 all right. Um, he's just, um, here, sir. Here's your paper that you asked for. She props the paper up, the bottom half underneath the tray where the where the hamburger is, and then takes a napkin dispenser and kind of pushes it on the other side so that way it's like upwards for the guy. Also, probably to try to cover his face, make it look like he's awake when he's not. So Punky goes to Cherry and lets her know we have. A problem So the girls are convinced, like, it's the burger or the mystery sauce that did that guy in. That's why he's dead, apparently. Um, Henry calls. Punky's freaking out. Like, oh, why are you calling here? I'm at Margo's. I mean, I... um. And of course, Henry's like, well, I tried there first and you weren't there. He's probably... She's like, oh, calm down. Henry's... Of course he's going to be angry. Like, What are you doing there? And Punky's like, I didn't want you to lose you know, dinner business. It's like, sweetie, it would have been fine. It, he can make that up. That is not okay for you to be there running the place when there isn't an an adult around. I mean, I know she's got a good heart. That's great. But that's not worth the risk. So Henry tells her, of course he tells her, shut it down. Close it down for the night. And Punky's like, oh, okay, it's dead anyway. There's like six to eight people there, and it's not dead. You're going to have to tell them, oh, we got close early, you got to leave, bye. And they see uh, Mr. Pickles getting ready to eat the burger with the mystery sauce. And they freak out because they think, oh, my God, that's what killed the other guy. So they grab the burger out of his hands. He's like, what? What are you doing? I want to eat this burger. And they're like, no, 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 don't eat it. It's not, um, there's something missing from it. I'll make you a hot dog or something. And he even asks, like, what's in the mystery sauce? And Cherry's like, uh, that's what we're trying to figure out. So, Cherry is freaking out as she's throwing different condiments onto this hot dog. You know, what, onions and whatever else. And and she's like, oh, I killed a man, I killed a man, I killed a man. I want to play this clip as the girls try to uh, get that burger away from Mr. Pickles. This whole, uh, display of different condiments, I thought that was, like, for the customers to, you know, self-serve themselves, but, no, it's actually for, it's behind the counter. Okay. They are stuffing handfuls of radish. Red, radishes, lettuce, uh, I don't know, that could be sour, I have no idea, but, my God, pickles, what, girls, he doesn't want all that heaping condiments on there? Oh, my God. You such a bad review. So Punky's telling Cherry it was an accident, and Cherry's like, "Oh, they're gonna send me to jail for killing somebody." Oh my god! Like, no, 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 they're not gonna do that. But then again, they're eleven; their minds are just going as far out there as possible at all the possibilities of what could happen. Look at oh my god! The plate is piled high with a bunch of different condiments. That he wouldn't want, I'm sure. He's probably going to, like, look at it and, like, what is this? I don't want this. (laughs) Um, I forgot to mention, when Punky was on the phone with Henry afterwards, she did call 911, said there's a dead man there. They didn't even bother to check the pulse. They just, like, oh, he's dead. And... Everyone around is, like, freaking out. Like, what in the world? Oh, my God. I'd be freaked out. So they take the hot dog filled to the brim with every condiment under the sun. And he's like, hey, did you uh, toast this bun here? And they're like, yep. And then, of course, Betty's like, well, I know a couple buns that are going to be toasted. And, of course, Punky and Cherry whirl around like, oh, no, it's Betty. And she's angry! It's like, what possessed you two girls to think that you could run this place by yourselves? That is so dangerous. She even brings the fact there could have been a fire, you know, or a robbery. She didn't say robbery, but that's me adding that in. And Punky's like, oh, or even a dead man? Well, even Cherry's like, uh, Punky's like, this is not Cherry's fault, it's mine. Cherry's like, that's right, it is all her fault. It is Punky's fault. She did bring Cherry into this whole mess. And that's when the paramedics finally, well, she checks the pulse of the guy, and he starts snoring. Like, loudly snoring. he They hadn't heard him snore up till this point. And Punky and Cherry are like... <gasps> and that's when the paramedics come down. They recognize Ralph. Like, oh, great. It's him. Because he has narcolepsy. So, they probably get called a lot. Like, oh, he's dead. He's not dead. So, um... And the guy, he's got to get his hearing checked, too. The battery replaced, as well. So... Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll play this clip. Pretty much it runs it through that part, and then we'll get to the aftermath. Yes, sir. I know some buns. I'm
1: going to it. <laughs> <laughs> he can't help out of this one. <laughs> Mrs. Johnson,
2: would you like a table?
1: I'd rather have an explanation. Whatever possessed you two to think you could run Pumpki's place by yourself? cherry it was all my fault she's right
2: Some
1: batteries
2: for that irrigate. Why Well, I guess we'll just take off now since nobody's dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> we may have to fall back
0: after Henry finds out what you've been up to. Alright, now we're getting back to the apartment. I wonder if Henry's finally returned. So Betty and the girls come into the apartment. Brandon's there. He pretty much tells Punky. Henry's going to be back in a half hour. Brandon suggests that they run away and join the circus. Um, Okay. Punky says, no, we are going to, I'm going to face the music. And Betty's like, you know, you girls could have gotten Henry in that restaurant in a lot of trouble. A lot of illegal, legal trouble, too. The restaurant could have been shut down. Uh, That critic's probably going to have a really terrible review, which could probably hurt business. This was just, it was a bad idea all around. And Betty is royally PO'd. She's like, I had to take time off from my job to take care of this mess. You guys cost her half her paycheck probably. And Betty probably needs every money, every bit that she earns, just, you know, to to help with Cherry and everything. You know, Cherry's a growing girl. She eats and stuff like that. She needs stuff. And she's got the newspaper, so she's saying, you know, who knows what Elmer P- Elmer Pickles, okay, wrote in that article. I hope it's a decent one. Hopefully it's a decent review. So, Mr. Pickles gives a glowing review with two smiley fat guys. That's, I guess, his thumbs up. Um, he says that... Punky's service was really good. You know, she was upbeat and, you know, positive and everything. Uh, But really what impressed him was Cherry with the mystery sauce that she wouldn't let him eat because she hadn't perfected it yet. Like, it's not quite there yet. And then, of course, he mentions about how paramedics and, you know, city officials and stuff had come in. And, you know had brought, you know, Punky's place had brought attention to, uh, for that. And then he says, P.S., your first weenie is on the house. Basically, your first hot dog. That's what, you know, she told him. So, of course, he put that in there. And Punky's eyeballs just, she's freaked. Like, oh, my God! Well, Punky, you know, you got lucky. This could have been a lot worse so, I'm going to play this clip and I'll be right back.
2: I wonder
1: when Henry's coming home. Oh, he called? He'll be back in a half an hour? No, we're not going to run away and join the circus. Stay in face of me. You girls could have got Henry in the restaurant in big trouble. I had to take time off from the hospital. And heaven only knows what young Pickles wrote in this newspaper. Well, let's read it and leave. Who wouldn't serve her special hamburger with mystery sauce because she felt it wasn't
0: All right, everyone, that is the end of the episode. I hope you liked it. Um, You'll probably hear my laugh in there during one of those clips. I think when Betty catches the girls, I (laughs) I was not expecting that. All right, it's time for my Brandon Tailwag episode rating. I'm going to give this one three out of five Brandon Tailwags. The three things I liked about it. I liked Brandon like, communicating what was going on with, you know, Henry and stuff, and, you know, Betty and the girls understanding him. I liked Mr. Pick- Elmer Pickles. The food critic was funny. Um, I also liked at the uh, the end when uh, Betty reads the review and everything like that, and, uh, you know, when she catches the girls at the restaurant. That was cool. Um, I did not care for the the narcolepsy guy as far as the whole adulterous storyline. I didn't like that at all. He just seemed like a real big jerk. I didn't have any sympathy for him and his narcolepsy. He clearly needs to be on medication or whatever it takes to help get that under control because that is very dangerous. If he were operating a vehicle and that happened, he would hurt himself or somebody else. Um, and Henry was missing from this. This is the second episode now that Henry has been missing. The other one would have been the going to camp episode. So maybe they're just kind of giving him a break. You know, uh, George Gaines a little break. Um, Punky's Principles. How about this? If you think something is a good idea, think twice about it. Just just think it over one more time before you make that final decision. Like Betty said, Punky and Cherry could have gotten that restaurant into a lot of trouble. Henry went, he spent all that he had gotten from you know his uh, pho- uh photography business, put everything he had into the restaurant, and she could have ended it like that. I'm sorry to be harsh. I thought it was a cute episode. You know, the girls, you know, Running the place and everything like that, but when it just breaks down to it, it's like, you need to have a voice of reason. Someone who could talk you down from that ledge before you do something crazy like that. Think of other people, especially if it it involves other people. You That was Henry's business. It might be Punky's name on the business, but at the end of the day, Henry is the owner of that restaurant. All right, so I'm going to talk about the episode that is coming Saturday and then what is to come for next week. All right, for Saturday I'm doing season 4 episode 8 entitled Cosmetic Scam or it's also it's listed in the DVD thing as Beauty Lesson, which was probably the original title and they changed it to Cosmetic Scam. This episode aired on May 6th, 1988. Punky and Cherry make money selling cosmetics with unexpected side effects. That's not good. This episode was written that uh by Jim Cox. Okay. And Cheryl Alou. Did Cheryl Alou do any other episodes of Punky? Let's see, bum bum bum. She wrote 12 episodes. Okay. Girls Will Be Boys in season 2 that is episode 15 she wrote in season 3 episode 3 tons of fun episode 4 divorce anderson style and 16 tangled web in season 4 she wrote the season 4 opening she wrote none story that episode 4 poor margo cosmetic scam dear diary no no we won't go and one tutor is, 1 plus tutor is 3 the dilemma and what's your sign okay Alright, so what is coming next week? I will also be um, talking, you know, I'm just going to tell you what's coming next week um, in Saturday's episode so you don't get a repeat of information. Um, let's say hey to some wonder... Bleh, see, guys? This is what happens when you host more than one podcast. Let's give a shout-out to some Punky Power listeners for their week. Reno, Nevada is at the top. Oh, my goodness. Reno... Special shout-out to you, guy, girl, multiple people. If it's multiple people listening, thank you, thank you. Mountain View, California, Centerville, Maryland, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Silver Spring, Maryland, Melbourne, East Australia, and Derry, United Kingdom. All right, guys, as you know, as I've said, this is the last season of Punky Brewster. It's coming to an end at the end of June. If you haven't yet, if you can hop on iTunes and leave a review, that would be so wonderful. Um, also, you can connect with the podcast on Facebook and Instagram and with the new uh, Silver Spoons podcast coming in September, hopefully you'll you know continue to stay with the podcast and listen to that. It's going to be on the, in the same feed as Punky Brewster since they both were on the same network. They are both created by David Duklin. Uh, Silver Spoons came out in 82 that, and ran to 87. Punky Brewster, of course, came out two years later in 84 and ran to 87 as well. So they both ended right around the same time. So I think it'll be fun when I get to that series, if we kind of like see maybe similar storylines. Um, with Punky Brewster, you're dealing with a child of uh, with abandonment issues. And Silver Spoons, you're dealing with a child of divorce who has two separate parents, one of which... He has never met before. So I will get more into that when I do the introductory episode for Silver Spoons, which will either take place in July or August. That being said, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. The weekend is within our grasp. Within our grasp. Um, this week, uh, Sunday, I will see if I can... I'm going to be doing four episodes so we can finish in uh, June. Uh, I'll see about... Sunday, I might try to start recording a little bit after the Cosmetic Scam episode. And then, because I uh, Sunday, I have my oldest niece, Caitlin, is graduating high school. And my dad's 65th birthday slash retirement party is being on the same day. I'm going to go out early and help my sister out. Because that's a, a lot, a lot of stuff that's got to be done. And, of course, Jeremy is going to be driving separately. Took a little convincing, just... You know, it's like, you know, family is important. It's just, I want to help out. I know Jeremy doesn't want to sit there because the thing doesn't start till one and I will probably be there like about nine or so. So I can kind of help for a little bit, you know, and spend time with family. I don't really, family doesn't gather a whole, whole lot unless it's like a wedding or a graduation you know, stuff like that, or Christmas time, because Thanksgiving time, everyone's got their, you know, all, pretty much all of my cousins, a lot of them are are married, they got their spouses families that they go to, so, this is one of the times you can come together and everything, because, think about it, I mean, with my family, graduations are getting far and far between, you know, um, only a couple of my I think I only have one cousin left that has not graduated high school yet. So, yeah. Next thing, I'm going to be looking forward to weddings and babies and stuff like that. I don't know who's going to be the next to get married. but (laughs) Alright, guys. I will see you Saturday with Cosmetic Scam. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye.